Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks for joining me. I hope you all know how much I really do love sharing this hour with you every week, and I hope by now you're starting to feel, you know, my passion on all these topics that I bring to you. Um, in addition, I've, of course, I hope you find it inspiring, educational, fun, always fun, and hopefully that maybe or perhaps I'm the catalyst to make you take your first step to change. Uh, today's show is going to provide tips for getting some stretching in at your desk um, at work or while standing in line at the water cooler, and we're also going to talk about some breathing techniques to help you feel energized and stay focused during the day. So today is more about the whole mind, body, and spirit connection and how important that is uh, to keep us focused and, and doing what we need to do at work in an effective way. My awesome guest today is Faith Miller. She's yoga guru extraordinaire. Uh, Faith and I are going to really drill down to discuss how little things that you can do during your day really do impact your overall health in a big way. So it's always that, that idea that the little add up to big. And we're really going to discuss how those simple little things that you can do um, really may make you feel better um, by the time you get home at night for our other full-time job, right, when you walk in the door, dinner, kids, all that kind of stuff. At the end of the show, you know, I give you a list of things that you're going to learn, and always, always for me, I hope you walk away with some real actionable uh, tips or ideas, in this case on stretching and breathing, so that we keep you healthy, relaxed, focused, and energized while at work, and at the same time, you walk away learning some real valuable things that you can incorporate, maybe even you know, driving um, home. So get your pens and papers out. Uh, Faith is going to give us some real good tips. Now today, I want Faith to define for us what vinyasa yoga is versus the other types of yoga. Um, for me, when I started yoga, I thought, oh good, yoga, yeah, let's go and do it. And each class or each instructor that I had been um, exposed to did a different type of yoga. So I'm, I want Faith to really talk about the type of yoga she does, which is vinyasa. I happen to like that very much. Also, if you are a person that needs to sit a lot at work at a desk or at a computer, how changing little things can really, again, add up and help. And they could be minor little things but make all the difference in the world uh, for you, for your back, etc. Faith is going to talk a little bit about anatomy. Um, every class she teaches us something about anatomy, and it makes you understand better what muscle we're working or, or what area we're working. And as you visualize it, it helps you get into the positions better. Uh, she's also going to share five tips to a more productive workday. Um, now, you guys, as you're listening, you can either do it or, you, you know, put us on speaker and you could do it, or you could take some notes and, you know, try to figure them out later. Faith's also going to share two specific breathing techniques that you can uh, try. The breathing techniques I use at night all the time are awesome for relaxation and just clearing the, the mind. So I love the breathing techniques. She's going to share that. Also, introducing a mantra into the breathing practice. Again, I use that every night before I go to bed. We'll talk more about that later. 
and for my moms that are at home with kids or women in the workplace, uh, Faith is going to talk about some of the benefits mentally and physically for moving the body with yoga and choosing those bright breathing techniques and how they can specifically help us. And then for moms, um, how moms can get the kids involved in the physical and mental practice of yoga as well, and how kids can even be aware of their body and mental state and how beneficial that is in communicating with parents. Also practicing these things for us all to stay in the moment, which I think we forget to do uh, oftentimes, which isn't very good. Um, And the the last thing is uh, faith is going to help keep women, mom, people physically and mentally healthy both on and off the mat and what that really ends up meaning meaning for ourselves, for our family, and for our coworkers. So get out a piece of paper, get that pen. I have mine already, although I have faith on speed dial, so I'm lucky. Uh, But faith is going to share some real actionable things for you, and I think that Um, taking notes will definitely be helpful that you can utilize, you know, after uh, you listen. Let me tell you a little bit about Faith and her background so that, you know, you realize that she is, you know, good at what she does. She's received over 200 hours, think about that, uh, from, for certification of vinyasa yoga, yoga from Evenflow Yoga and Red Bank. Uh, she's registered with the Yoga Alliance. Uh, she's had, she's certified uh, or certification training for core strength vinyasa yoga by Sadie Nardini. Again, I love that vinyasa yoga. And having she's been teaching all levels of vinyasa for over a year. Currently, she teaches at Holtrician Wellness Center in Colts Neck, New Jersey. That's where I go. She also teaches at Yoga Solace Club in Freehold and Rick Saddle so, uh, Shop in Cream Ridge. So she gets around. Now, this is why it's so important for us to listen to Faith's tips because she really has a full-time job in addition to her yoga uh, practice um, where she's a test engineer of slot machines and bingo bingo systems at a laboratory. She's been doing that for eight years. So she truly understands the stresses of the work environment, coworkers, uh, that whole dynamic of a culture that we, we have to function in. And also, she sits all day. So some of her tips are really going to be, um, I, I think, inspiring for you to say, holy smokes, I really need this. Okay? Now, before I introduce uh, Faith, I just want to share my story of how I met Faith and how much she's really helped me just become more aware of my body and how much my body can do versus January when I started um, yoga myself or my yoga practice. So even at age 52, soon to be 53, the things that I can do that I haven't been able to do in over a decade for me is remarkable. Now, I bought, this, is, this is how I met yoga. Uh, this is how I met Faith and how I got involved in yoga. At the beginning of the year, living social, you know, one of those um, online things that you can buy, um, discounted stuff. Anyway, they had this special for this whole Trishan yoga and cold snack, and it was so many sessions, you know, for X dollars. I joined, two friends of mine joined with me, and we committed to each other that we were going to go to these yoga classes. We looked at the schedule every Monday night with faith. We didn't know that at the time. And early Thursday mornings with with another yoga instructor, and we were going to try to schedule our days around those those two slots so that we can get that yoga in twice a week and really start to see the benefit. 
Okay, so the first Monday, my friends and I go. It's January. If you all remember the Northeast, we had a brutal, long winter. Um, So we walk in, and there's Faith. Now, you'll see when she gets on the phone, she's vibrant, she's friendly, she's so caring. And her directions, which you will experience shortly, are very clear on how to get into certain yoga poses. Now remember, my friends and I, we knew nothing of yoga. We had never done yoga. So these descriptions and that clarity that Faith was able to give us and what muscles and positions and how to tuck the tailbone and all of these kind of things that our bodies needed to do to get into that pose was remarkable. Now the next day, of course, we called each other, what would you think, etc. We were all sore in all the right places. For me, that meant we were doing the exercises or the poses in this case correctly. Um, So that felt pretty good. The other thing that my friends and I both noticed is we slept better um, that Monday night because we we chatted on Tuesday. For me, I sleep about five hours a night. So getting that awesome night's sleep after yoga for me is a remarkable experience. So now my friends and I are thinking, all right, this yoga find thing is really, really good. And for me, because my thirst for knowledge and understanding things that are a little foreign to me, it intrigued me. I, I, I can't even tell you. Um, so the other things that that we've walked away with are after about really two to three months working with um, Faith, we were able to get deeper into poses, and she can explain what that means. And let me just tell you, after two months, we got into poses. That doesn't mean we were graceful about it or very good at it, but we really learned not to judge ourselves and just do what you could do that night because every week our bodies seem to be in a different place depending on what the stresses of the day are, and I'm sure Faith will talk about that. The bottom line is we began to see and love the benefits we were feeling from this, you know, miracle worker faith who had our bodies doing things. And by the way, my friends are older than me. We're all early to mid-50s. So you can imagine that we started to see our bodies doing things that, again, we hadn't done for so many years. Um, The other thing I wanted to say is faith always starts our practice with some meditation and mantras, which I love because it forces you to ground no matter what was going on during the day. The other thing she does is she breaks down poses. She brings illustrations for us for what muscles we're going to be working, etc. And for me, that's critical because that visualization or that explanation of how to break down into the smallest piece of the pose and then build from there, plus showing us the anatomy on printouts of different muscles we're going to be using, so that when she talks about the core, you visualize that muscle inside so that as you get into positions, you pull it up and hold it. You understand what she's saying and what she wants you to do, and you actually can feel it based on that visualization. Um, the last thing I wanted to share is, and, and when Faith comes on, she'll, I don't know if I'm calling it the right thing, but there's this pose that you go from the standing and then we get into this squat. Now, I have had a bad knee um, for many years, so to get into a squat hasn't happened, you know, a low squat in, in 10 years hasn't happened. Um, after practicing this for about four or five weeks, this particular pose, again, of breaking down and then building up, all of a sudden without props and sometimes faith holding me up, I was able to go into the squat 
And when I got down into it, there was no pain, which was pretty cool. But I looked at Faith, she looked at me, and she was like, oh, my God, you did it. You didn't have any props or anything. I was beyond pleased because it was a, a, a pose I never thought I would be able to do because of this bad knee. Um, so the idea of this being aware of body and this idea of clarity and getting into poses is just so valuable. And that the whole mind-body-spirit that comes along with the yoga is the coolest thing I've ever experienced. And the other thing it teaches us is to go in without judgment and just doing your practice, whatever works for you and your body that day. So I hope I've intrigued you. I hope I've kind of got you going, ooh, we want to meet this safe girl because she's coming on now. So I'm really excited to introduce you to my special friend and guest, Faith Miller who truly saved me during this very long uh, winter, as well as has made me more tuned to my body and what it's doing. So, Faith, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you, Connie. This is wonderful. You really have so much information that you grabbed from being a part of the yoga class just in this short amount of time. It's pretty cool. Did I say everything right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, man, you really you got it. You you got it from head to toe. You you really you understand the concept. Now the pose, you know which one I'm talking about, that squat, right? Yes. Where you go all yes. the way down. Is that the prayer pose? Is that a different pose? Yeah, well I, I call it prayer squat. It's also Malasana. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is a very difficult pose <laughs> for a lot of people. So to actually get into it comfortably is quite an achievement so i'm proud of you yay connie but here's (laughs) the thing really you know i and i don't i want people to understand what we're going to discuss today and the tips and breathing are pretty simple things that really anybody can do without any yoga experience um and in a minute i'm going to ask you a question but i want people to really understand that it's not you go into yoga and all of a sudden, you know, you're standing on your head and you're doing all these funky things. (laughs) Your body just doesn't work that way, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's funny you say that because um, I hear a lot about when I talk to somebody that doesn't do yoga and we'll talk about why they don't and they say, oh, because I'm not flexible. Mm -hmm. But that's why you start doing yoga so that you can become because not everyone's naturally a gymnast, so you have to eventually get the idea in your head, well, I'm not going to become more flexible if I don't start somewhere. That's exactly right. And and you know um, Lisa, who does who does who who comes with me, my one friend, the first day, it, like you said, let's stretch and touch our, our toes, like sitting down position, and she, uh-huh. her hamstrings or something are really tight, and she's like, yeah, that's the best I can do. And, you know, we kind of laugh about it because that's what our body can do, and now she's like Gumby over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's, it's really hard for a lot of people to even go to a yoga class. So, like you guys, you you have a partnership. You go together, and that really can help get some of the jitters out because if you are new to any exercise, but even yoga, you you're you're known for being really thin, sitting into those really adorable spandex, and having your head behind your or your leg behind your head, and yeah. that's like your envision of what yoga is. But that's it is, I'm sure, in some studios, but that's really not the core of what yoga is and what 
a lot of us, me included, teachers want you to get from it. Yeah. So and and that is that's that's that no judgment thing, which yeah. You know, you cheer us on even when we get halfway into a pose and we're dripping wet. Yes, people, we drip wet, sweat like you can't believe. Um, and, you know, Faith is like, yay, and you're thinking, yay, even though we're not in the right pose. So, but we're halfway there, and, and I agree. It's not about standing on the head at the first session. It's about inching your body slowly but surely um, to that flexibility and just a healthier uh, state of being. Now, before we continue, Faith, we just have to take a real brief break, and then we're going to come back, and I really want you to start to discuss the different types of yoga so people are aware going in and perhaps might ask better questions to find the right yoga for themselves. Okay, so let's take a, a quick break. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Alrighty, we're back. I have my good buddy and yoga uh, extraordinaire, uh, Faith Miller. She's with us, and we're discussing yoga and all of the benefits that come with that. But specifically, she's going to share uh, some tips that you guys can do right at work. Okay, so first question, Faith. I want to discuss the different types of yoga. The one that you teach is called vinyasa, which I love because it really concentrates on getting us into a pose versus moving quickly through the poses. So can you explain a little bit about what you do and the different kinds of instructors that are out there? Sure, absolutely. So it's really important if you're interested in taking a yoga class to go onto the website of whether it's a gym or a studio or whatever it is and find out I haven't been on a yoga website that doesn't have a description of what each class is. Yes. So um, for me, I teach an all-level um, vinyasa class. So what that means is that vinyasa is typically going to take you through sun salutations. And that is a sequence of poses that go into each other like a flow. You'll hear the word flow a lot for vinyasa. So it'll take you through these poses and you'll do one whole set and maybe do another whole set of those same things with the other leg and then do it again and again, depending on, um, you know, the teacher and the style of how they like to teach. But typically some salutations are involved. Um, you'll do some balancing, whether it's on your legs your or your feet or your hands, your head. Um, and I like to do in my vinyasa classes, so when we get into a pose, we start at the beginning and we build up from whatever is touching the ground. So we get that grounding feeling, and we build up from there. So I might take you through 
being an all-level class, I'm going to have all different kinds of flexibility in the, in the class with me. So I'll give you the basic pose. And then if you're more flexible and where we are at that moment, you're like, man, I really don't feel the stretch, I'll give you that second variation to go a little bit deeper. And then if you're even more advanced, I can give you, you know, the full-on pose of the final expression and you really rock out whatever um, variation is right for you. And um, it's really built to be uh, a safe way to progress. And you yeah. feel that progression with each time you come. Yeah. And, so. and the thing I love, and I never realized this, is it is a slow progression that your body does go through, but it does change, and it's noticeable. Mm -hmm. The other thing, every yoga studio, I know the one that, that we go to, they have different props, blocks, and blankets mm -hmm. that you can roll certain ways. So no matter whether you're a newbie, like I was in January, <laughs> too, we've had some crazy flexible people that do the headstands. But you always give everybody who's in the class and I know most teachers would do this, that different level of intensity so that no one's left out, but also sure. you're still working that muscle, that position, whatever it is, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's what the blocks are for because we get sometimes in, in some studios that I've had experience in the past where if you use blocks or if you're using a strap, you're weak or you're not flexible and there's all this negativity around it and I really try to get away from that because it's silly because the blocks are there to help you. It's if you're if the block so basically if you've never seen a block, it's just like a, a rectangle um, foam brick. They can call they call them bricks right. in some studios yeah. too. And um, you can place them underneath your hands. If we're on the floor, you can place them. I like to start. So when you were talking about in the beginning where we start in our meditation in the beginning of my class, I like to suggest that you sit on the block. And that brings your hips higher than your knees. So if you're super tight when we're just coming in to start the, the yoga class, it may help allow you to sit a little more comfortably for a little longer period of time having the blocks underneath you. So it's just simple little things, and they really make a big difference. So I hope that, you know, people that are in yoga studios now and there's a lot of negativity towards using the props, I want them to understand that they are there to help you and they really can give you a different sense of being in a pose. And you may not need them forever, but... I think they're really important in the beginning, as I'm sure you've you've uh, witnessed yourself, Connie. <laughs> yes, and and let me tell you that you're exactly right. In the beginning, I used to always use the block for the meditation mm -hmm. right at the beginning, where we sit and we we do the mantra, and you kind of just hold the pose, and we 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 begin by the with the breathing. That. Mm -hmm helps because my knee was so tight, you know, d due to injury several years ago. So it helped me stay in the pose because if I didn't, I was thinking, oh, my God, this hurts, how much longer? And I was never getting the breathing right. So just that little elevation was enough. And now that I've done it and my body, I, I, I guess, goes into the pose better or I'm just more stretched out because I do it with regularity now but my knee I don't need that block when we do the meditation at the beginning and I'm not sitting there going on my knee how much longer so <laughs> you but you know what I'm saying so definitely yeah. the props 
help you understand what it should feel like, and then eventually the props go away, like the the prayer squat, and now I can do that without having blankets and and all sorts of things holding me up. So the props, yes, I agree, (laughs) are real important. Now, the other thing that I love that you do, and that was a great explanation, so thank you for that, and I hope everybody that does try yoga is not afraid to take the blocks and the straps and everything because those straps also help you get deeper into poses um, Mm -hmm. and hold the balance because the strap gives you extra support. So, yes, that was great. Now, my next question is the anatomy. You really teach us about what area we're working on, how it's connected, and what it should feel like, and you always show us those diagrams. So share with us a little bit why you do that and why you think it's so important. Yeah, so in my training, um, I feel personally anatomy is so important because if I put you in a pose and you have no idea what you're supposed to feel, it can be confusing but also you lose the sense of this feels, this is what I'm feeling in my body. And that's really important in yoga too, besides the breathing and, and um, you know, getting into the different poses, being in the moment and finding the pose properly and safely and being able to stay in it for maybe three breaths, that whole time you're breathing in that pose, if you're like, I don't understand, am I supposed to feel it in my hamstring or my back? Like you're losing that whole purpose of being in that pose. So for me, I like to instruct it as, all right, so we're going to be in this pose and it's going to be engaging this muscle and we're going to hug the pelvic floor muscle in and up because it's going to help keep your legs feeling light while we're in boat pose. So we go on and on with all these different anatomy cues because it takes away the mystery of what you're supposed to be feeling. And we're in yoga. This is a physical practice. So it it makes sense that you want to know what is going on in the body And for me, the body is so fascinating. Learning all the different things that it's doing in each pose, it's amazing how the body can adjust and adapt. Every time you come back to the mat and do your practice, something is different, something is more stretchable or tighter than it was the day before. So just becoming aware of what the body is doing can really give you an appreciation for your body, but also the practice of yoga itself. Yeah, and and you're exactly right. You know, we discussed, you know, after the first session with you, the next day, you know, Lisa, Michelle, myself, we we chatted, and we were like, okay, I'm sore here, I'm sore there. And it was like, oh, we did them right. Can you believe it? Like, we were so proud of ourselves (laughs) because we knew we were feeling the pain, and a good pain, not a bad pain, but we were feeling that we were using the right muscles because of the way you described it. So the anatomy, I know, most or all yoga instructors don't always teach the anatomy, but for mm-hmm. me, I love that you do that because I understand what and where I should be feeling what and, you know, tilt, like you'll say, you know, pull the, the pelvic floor up to protect the back and tilt the tailbone and then it's like oh yes my back feels stronger and you you go through that sequence so that I know I'm really doing it right plus I won't injure myself so yeah yeah, I think that's the big thing yeah the the safety part is 
is another reason besides being body awareness to get you into the post safely is so important for the teacher and not just me any yoga teacher they don't want to hurt the student of course so to be able to get you into the pose safely without you know just putting the feet down and just extending the arms out there's a lot of um it, so it, in your in your practice when you look around the room and your pose looks completely different from someone else it is not because you're more flexible or less flexible, although it can be, but a lot of the time it's because your bones were built differently than theirs, so your bone structure in your shoulders might not allow your arms to completely go all the way up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's really without that judgment thing. So, yeah. oh, well, she's doing it so much more gracefully than I am, but really you being aware of your anatomy will give you that sense of I'm okay because this is the way I'm built and this is fine for me because it's my practice, not theirs and not theirs and not the teachers. And it's really important to get that feeling of I feel safe in this pose. My body anatomy is doing what it can and that's enough. Yeah, and we have a couple of guys that join us um, in the <laughs> yoga, and which they're great because when they, you know, after we do some difficult poses, they're a little bit newer than the girls and I, you know, my friends and I, and, you know, they'll be like high-fiving you after, <laughs> or we're high-fiving them when all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, I'm doing it, you know? Right. So. It, yeah, the other thing I love is that you see the same people and the support when yeah. they see you changing or when you see them, you know, getting better at the poses. It's just such a feel-good. You really walk out, or at least I walk out of every yoga session feeling just so good inside, yeah. mentally, physically, of course, but you just feel good, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. that yoga community that yeah. when you really start to get into the classes and become a regular, you get such an amazing relationship with mm -hmm. everyone around you because of all the transformations happening within each person that yeah. it's just you want to explode that excitement. And it, I call it the yoga glow. You get yeah. that yoga glow after class because everything yeah. just, you just love life. <laughs> yeah. And and we're sweating, so we have that dewy look too, you know. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, and that too. <laughs> yes, and, and, and one thing, and then I just have to uh, do a brief break. But before sure. we do that, the guys, this is for my men out there. The guys think yoga, piece of cake. And about halfway through, at least this has been my experience that the men have entered our classes. Sometimes they look at you and they go, they'll go, you're kicking my ass, you know? <laughs> and they're drenched, you know, their T-shirt. Yeah. You can see the wet spot down their body, you know, especially if they're wearing yeah. a gray shirt. And I just think, hmm, you thought this, I'm, I'm sweating like, you know, sweating bullets too. I mean, let's not say I'm not working hard. But I laugh <laughs> because I think men think it's going to be easier than it is, right? Don't you yeah. think? Absolutely. And I think, too, not only do they think, oh, I can do this, because they have a lot of upper body strength. So yes. in poses where we're doing a lot of upper body, like chaturanga, it's like kind of like a push-up, they're, yes. they're slamming them, and they're like, oh, I can do this all day long. But as soon as we need to sit in a pose where we need open hips, they're like, oh, no, I can't. And that's okay, that's because they, they have to get out of that mindset, like, oh, I can do this. Because if they can't, they'll be destroyed. And yeah. that's with the practice of being in yoga and having 
the, the kindness in your brain while doing all these poses that becomes a shift of, oh, well, I should be able to do this too. Well, I, I'm going to try it and see what happens with my body today, and I'll work on it, and I'm okay, and that's enough. Yeah, and, and the kindness to self. I don't think we're kind to self enough, so I 100% agree with that. I, I find that I am more patient with myself, where patience mm-hmm. is not one of my virtues. Um, so that non-judgment <laughs> from the team plus yourself, um, you know, from the class, but also that non-judgment of self, that kindness, um, that's a different experience. That's definitely a different experience because I know I'm my worst enemy and I push and push and push and push. And in yoga, I feel I push myself, but in a good way and not in a punitive way, you know, in in the the mind, you know, the self-talk that we, we do frequently. Let's, right, exactly. let's just pause here. I wanna. I just want to share with everyone, you guys, if, if this is sounding familiar uh, to any of you, and does the effort to change your day-to-day exercise routine in this case or your inability to choose what's the best course for you, no matter what topic of change that we're talking about, whether, again, you know what my specialties are with the business, the sales service, coaching, uh, public speaking, motivational, all of those things. So whatever area it is that you're looking to change, reach out. You know, let me hear your story. My yoga revelation must sound familiar to some and perhaps, you know, foreign to others. But I love to hear not just about yoga in this case or about business, whatever the topic is of the day, but I'd love to hear how you guys handle change in your personal life, your work life, how you go about implementing whatever it is that that change that you're trying to accomplish. You know, send me your stories, comments, thoughts, etc., and send them to Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Again, Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Each week you spend with me, I really hope you're feeling my passion about all of these topics. You know, I hope you feel my, the passion today about the yoga and the whole mind, body, and spirit and how it really does influence our professional and personal lives. Um, any of the topics that we discuss or I bring to this venue, I want to constantly challenge you to learn and expose you and myself to things that maybe are foreign or scary, and yet that innate desire we all have for learning, I want you to bring it. Come on, man, bring it on, and let's seek that clarity and understanding and ultimately grow together. Change, that's what it's really all about, and I really would love to help facilitate some of that. Now, um, you know, I, I know about, you know my topics, again, about changing sales service behavior, again, financial success. I know how to help people coach or be coached and get to that next level level of success, whatever that means to you in your life um, at this point in time. You know, I know about changing habits to incorporate exercise in order to remain healthy and to be able to continue and grow and change effectively and safely. That's what we're talking about today. I want everybody to be strong in and out, mind, body, and spirit. It's all connected, and we need to start asking the right questions of each other so we get the right answers and find that path to change um, that isn't the same for everybody based on what Faith and I are talking about. So please let me help you find the path um, that's right for you and the change that will make abundant success for whatever that success means to you. 
So I hope together we're able to share some cool ideas like we're talking about today, um, talk about new ideas and grow and change together to make our lives more passionate, successful, abundant, and, of course, fulfilling. So let's teach each other to live large and shoot for our own greatness and for that change. Um, If you're struggling to see the forest from the trees, I am here to help. Call me at 732-888-1420. Again, I'll give my number 732-888-1420 or call me, um, or I'm sorry, email me at Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Uh, life's too short to be miserable, in pain, frustrated, or overwhelmed. So let's laugh a little. Um, let's find some answers and get the results that, you know what, at the end of the day, we all deserve. Okay? All right. So back to faith. My next <laughs> question, girlfriend. The five tips to a more productive work day. You know, let's talk about that. Everybody get your pen and paper out. Here's some actionable stuff for you guys to actually do and try tomorrow. So what are those tips? How hard are they? And, you know, let's, let's, let's share them uh, so everybody has some, some ideas of what to do tomorrow to feel better. Right. Okay. So I sit a lot at work, and I need to get up because I feel – so I had – Quick little story. I used to have whatever chair they give you at your workplace, at the office place. Everybody has the same chair. And I would sit for hours, and my tailbone would fall asleep, and my legs would hurt, and it was just a terrible, terrible uh, pain when I would go to stand up finally. So I asked my HR department if I could get a new chair, and they said, yes, so my new chair is a yoga ball in a little stand. Yeah. So... I get so many questions, and I I demo the chair to everyone that comes into my cube because they're so fascinated, like, what are you sitting on? And they're confused by it because there's a little bit of back support, but I don't use it. And it changed the way I sit. And it really makes such a difference when you have a a chair that's comfortable if you're going to be sitting for a really long time. Sure. So... And this particular chair, you don't have to get the yoga ball chair. But for me, the ball comes out of the the stand that it sits in. So during lunch, I do a little uh, stretching in my my cube, and I get some crazy looks. But people are used to me being crazy by now. So it's really really important to get up. If you can get up every hour, if you get up more than that, awesome – But if you are known to sit and type at the computer for like three hours straight, Mm -hmm. set a timer or get an app that has a timer or there's all kinds of apps that will remind you to get up, like it will make a ding or whatever. So just stand up. And um, I want to go through a couple stretches that I personally do at my desk. Okay. So if you stand up and you can face your chair or your desk if your desk is sturdy, if you need, again, props, so we don't have blocks and straps at work, so we can use whatever we have around us. So I like to use my chair or my desk. So standing in front of either the chair or the desk, you can just extend your arms all the way up to the sky and face the palms together. So from here, maybe even kick your high heels off if you do, and lift your toes off the floor as you're stretching the arms up. Because when we engage the entire body by lifting the toes off the floor and spreading the fingers and spreading the toes. So, again, here comes my anatomy. 
when we lift the toes off the floor, we start to feel the inner arches of the feet lift. So yeah. there are really important, um, there's, a, there's a line, a core strength line that goes through the body. So if you picture it going from the inner arches of the feet through the legs, very general here, so going through the legs, up the legs, and coming up into the torso, and that meets, and they come together right under the breastbone, so by the diaphragm, it's all connected, and then continues and goes through the arms and comes all the way up to the tongue. So when you lift your toes, you're actually activating your core because it's all connected in one long line from the inner arches of the feet all the way up to the tongue. Simple, and it's so, to do. Go for it. Cool. Love that one. We do, and by the <laughs> way, we do that one in yoga where we lift the feet, spread the toes, spread the yeah. fingers, um, and again, that it's almost like a full body stretch without laying down. You can actually Absolutely. do the standing up. Very cool. Lo- I do love that one, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just extending up, take a big inhale, and then as you exhale, Bring the palms together and the thumbs come right down to the heart and Mm -hmm. bend the knees and start to forward fold. Now, here's where the chair or the desk comes in because if you're new to stretching at all and the back of the legs are screaming, you don't want to hurt anything. Mm -hmm. So putting your hands on the chair or the desk as you forward fold can help take some of the tension out of the legs and not just have the hands, you know, without any... um, anything grounding underneath them. And you can even keep the knees bent if the hamstrings, the back of the legs, they're still pretty tight. So just forward folding, allowing the shoulders and head to relax down. So that allows the blood to to start to go to the head as well because when we get up, we've got to get a little of the blood going and, you know, kind of some circulation. So it's good to get um, the head below the heart just for a little bit to kind of get things kick-started. And this so, takes um, literally yeah. what, how many times? How many times should they do that stretch? Um, I would I would do it three times. Yep. Just because it's kind of like if you're new to it, it's good to repeat it. Like we yep. do a lot of repetitive stuff in yoga only because with each time you do it, you'll notice, oh, I can forward fold a little lower this time or, mm-hmm. oh, my hamstrings don't hurt as much this mm-hmm. time. So you have to um, – Again, become aware of the body so that you can learn with each repetition the body is actually changing. And you know what would be cool, too, for, for the people who actually try this, which I hope everyone does, the each time you do it, like one hour, then the second hour, then the third hour, and let's say you go to lunch, when you come back, then the, you know, the fourth time, I bet by the end of the day they will see the change and how much less pain they're feeling from the stretch, but also how much easier touching the toes how, how, and the, the head folding down, that how much deeper they get right. each time yeah. just during that one day. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and you can even do some push-ups. You know, I like to add in some if I'm feeling sleepy. Yeah. I'll add I'll add some push ups or some chaturanga. So the difference if you know what a typical push up is, a chaturanga is a very popular thing to do in yoga and all it is is instead of you having a wide angle with your arms, your elbows 
are touching your ribs, so your arms are really close to the body and you're pressing, you're coming down to the floor and pressing back up. That's the only what difference. If, what if the floor is icky? Can they so, lean up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I see, and I, my, um, it's not, my floor isn't gross, so I, I do that. But if you don't want to get on the floor, um, find a stable surface, chair, desk, whatever it may be. Even the wall, if you're new to doing push-ups and you don't have uh, enough strength to be completely down on the floor, put your hands on the desk, let's say, and you have your body at an angle. Mm-hmm. And you want one long line from the crown of the head all the way down to the feet so you're not sagging in your hips, getting low in that way, and you're not pushing your butt all the way back into like an L shape, but Mm -hmm. a complete diagonal line with the body, and that's where you start to feel the lower abdomen start to kick in, and we can engage that pelvic floor hugging that in and up, which I talk about in our classes a lot too, Connie, and that'll help support the lower back from hurting while you're in a push-up position. But yeah, so just put your hands on the desk and lower down towards the desk and then press back up. And you can do that a few times until that becomes not challenging for you. And then make the angle bigger. So move your feet farther away from the desk and continue to do that. You'll see the progress there as well. Yeah, so you're still getting that resistance. So really, that's two stretches that they can do, the uh, stretching upwards, the feet off, you know, the toes spread, and then bending forward, and then doing that three times, and then the push-up three times. And this really takes, what, five minutes, not even? Yeah, not even. It depends. If you you want to do it longer, and you're allowed to, of course, make sure that this isn't going to get in trouble for stretching, you know, out right. in the open at work. Um, but, yeah, you can you can do it for two minutes. You could do it for ten minutes. And sure. it really will just give you, like, that kickstart, like, oh, I need to stretch all my muscles. And it's like an immediate, oh, this is what it feels like to not sit for three hours. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? And they'll look forward to the hour to be able to get yeah. up and move. Um, before we take another break, can you give me one more thing that they should do during yeah. the workday? So um, I think, because I'm at a computer all the time, so close your eyes for 10 seconds every hour. So even while you're stretching, if you want to close your eyes, because for me, I know I start to stare. So yeah. and there's, I've, I've read studies about how you blink less when you're staring oh. at your screen for so long, so oh. you lose the moisture in your eyes. So it's it's really something very unconscious that I do, but I when I notice it, when I do close my eyes and my, and my eyes would burn, I'm like, oh, man, I, I haven't really been blinking that often. So it's great for your eye health. Just close them for 10 seconds, and you can even, in those 10 seconds, get a little relaxation because sure. you're your sight is not going everywhere and you can almost immediately start to listen to your breath with the eyes closed and it gives sure. you 10 seconds of like a reset. Cool. And and it is true. You you, you eliminate that stimuli. So it right. just, it takes one of the sensations away to just have that 10 seconds of calm. And again, while you're doing the stretching, so it's not like it's an extra thing. You can do it simultaneously. All right, let's take another brief break, and then we'll come back with the remaining three tips. We'll talk about some breathing practices, and I also want to talk about the mantra. We'll have about 15 minutes left, okay? Okay. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. 
It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. All righty. We're back with Faith Miller, uh, and she is going over some tips to keep you more productive during your workday. First one we talked about was stretching and a modified push-up. Most of you know it as a push-up. Um, and closing your eyes for 10 seconds every hour just to give your mind but your eyes a break and it keeps the moisture um, in them. This, uh, can you give us a third tip, t- uh, Faith? Yes. So take any opportunity to move the body. So what that means to you is going to be different for me because I can get outside and take a walk or um, whatever it is for you. Get up. Go use the bathroom. If you have to go up to get up to use the bathroom, go use the bathroom in a different location in your building. If you have a big building, go use it on the other side of the building. So you have to walk all the way over to the other side to use the bathroom. So it forces you to get a little bit more uh, mobile in the body and lubricating the joints and getting it from sitting for so long. So any opportunity, uh, use the stairs. I know the elevator is maybe quicker, but if you keep using the stairs, it's going to be faster for you to use the stairs anyway. If you're like a time person and you're like, oh, i got to get back to work, just run up the stairs. And you'll notice over time, it's fun, you'll be out of breath maybe the first time you go up the stairs to get back to your office or cube or whatever it is. And then as you continue to use the stairs every day, maybe multiple times a day, you're not out of breath as much. And uh, I know for even my husband, that's his gauge. If he's out of breath by the time he gets up the stairs, he needs to get back to his running. So wow. even just using the stairs um, is a great uh, a way to just get the, get the body going, even if it's for, you know, a minute or whatever it is. So just or any opportunity... And like they say, go out, walk at lunch, or take five minutes to walk outside if you can. Or in the morning, park your if you if you're not taking mass transit, park your car a little further in the parking lot so your walk yeah. in the morning and going home is a little bit longer. Again, the joints, the the um, the lubrication of the joints is critical. Uh, so that's yeah. uh, step number three. Can you give us another? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and and this kind of goes along with what we've been talking about. So when we start to sit for a really long time and the eyes are starting to blink less, for me, I notice that my shoulders start to collapse in and I start to lean in towards the screen and the posture starts to go to the wayside. So it's really important to start to just become aware of it. And it's really, it's again, that judgment thing, like, oh, man, my posture is so crappy. I'm a bad person. My shoelace is broken. You know, going to that whole thing of, like, oh, man, I'm, I'm beating up on myself. No, just become aware of it. Oh, there's the posture thing again. So come back up, sit straight, 
maybe That's even engage the lower abdomen, maybe the lower back muscles, and really allow the spine to become tall and relax the shoulders back and down the body and take any tension out of the jaw because I know a lot of people, when they're answering those emails, that jaw starts to clench and the face yeah. muscles become really tense. Yeah. So just become aware, oh, what is my body doing right now? How does it make me feel? And then just adjust. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Oh, my God, I'm going to use all these tomorrow. Um, okay, <laughs> and can you give us right, the, the fifth one? Yeah, so same thing, kind of like what we were talking about before, any opportunity. So what I'd like to do is go outside during lunch and take a walk, let's say 15 minutes. So not only are you going out and you're physically moving the body, but you're breathing in new, fresh air. Because for me, we can't open the windows in our building, so it's just the recirculation, which is fine, but it's nothing like getting that clean, fresh air in your lungs from the trees outside. And you're getting that extra benefit of getting the vitamin D in the body, which is, for me, I don't have a window seat. And uh, it really helps to lift the mood being in the sun as much as you can during your lunch break because then when you come back in, you're like, oh, I felt so good. I don't want to come back inside, but you do anyway because you have to. But you still, you feel that, um, that energy that the sun gives you. And it's really important to get into that nature, which us yogis just talk about constantly because nature is so important because it really helps bring it back to your inner self Seeing the trees and breathing the fresh air and feeling that heat from the sun on your face, it really, it makes you forget about, oh, that meeting that I have at 3 o'clock is going to be dreadful. But you just take that 15 minutes, breathe in the air, feel the sun, and just let it all go. It's such a, it's it's, again, transforming. Yeah, Yeah. yes, exactly. It grounds you back to the work that you're doing is important for financial reasons and success, but it really, stripping all that away and getting back to grounding into the earth and just being in nature can really help the the mental part of being at work for that eight hours. Yeah, and, and I'm listening. It's true because I know, like, when I'm doing my development work, if I'm, I'm developing a program for a client, and I will sit at the computer for five hours without moving it you know it's ridiculous so i i am definitely going to use every one of these tips but the other thing um the the getting outside during lunch how many people do we know let alone all of our listeners today that eat at their desk and continue to work and i understand everybody has different stresses and different amounts of work that you need to get done because you want to get home at the end of the day to family i get that 15 minutes you deserve 10 minutes even so eat at your desk and continue to work but remove yourself for that you know 10 15 minutes walk outside walk around the building even um, on a sunny day of course could make the difference of you becoming more productive and you might find that you get stuff done the next, you know, for the next day today because yeah. your your mind is clear. So that 10 or 15 minutes can really be a value added of, of efficiency even, I would think. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the, the word you use, you deserve. You yeah. absolutely, you deserve it. You're making money for the company that you're working sure. for and that's lovely, but you really deserve to take that 15 minutes for yourself. 
Yeah, and and Faith, I find, you know, in my my work, in my life, people I, I talk to and that, that I influence just in my daily work, the number one thing that I get is finding that balance of self, you know, your own self versus, you know, your mom, you're the, the employee, you're the owner of a business, whatever it is, that, that balance is real hard. And we do deserve 10 minutes, 10 yes. freaking minutes. So it's okay, <laughs> but you know, we laugh. And it's easy to say, well, I'm busy. But that 10 minutes can mean the difference of you becoming more productive because you're just, you're clearer, clearer minded, right, which is awesome. All right, share for us, and everybody better have written them down. I have them written down, by the way, uh, (laughs) because I'm that smart, by the way. All right, so now share with everybody, because I know how much and how great uh, the breathing techniques and breathing is you were going to share two with us today yeah um can you do that for us now yeah sure and there's a ton of breathing techniques and there's more vigorous ones and there's more relaxing ones so i just two simple ones to start off with so a simple one to do if you need to relax so there's there's that point in the day when it's like oh man everything is crapping out at once and and things are really you know stressful um, I like to put a hand on my belly and close okay. my eyes. I'm doing it as you're saying it, uh-huh. <laughs> so breathe through the nose. So take a giant inhale. So with the hand on the belly, you'll feel the belly expand. Mm-hmm. And then on the exhale, breathe through the nose and let all that air come out, and you'll feel the belly start to move in towards the spine. Collapse, yeah. Yeah. And that's and relaxation. Just, that's it. That's it. And just and do that. Many- how many times I would, do you recommend? I would do that five times to start with. Okay. You okay. know, if if you have five seconds, do it okay. for five seconds. Take a really, really slow, deep inhale and a really slow, deep exhale. And if it makes you feel better, breathe deep through the nose and fill up the belly. And you can feel the belly expand with the hand on it. And as you exhale, open the mouth and let a sigh out. Sometimes when you open the mouth and let a sigh out, all that emotion comes out with it. Yeah. It makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll just share with everyone the, what you just described. I have found that my, my, when I do the breathing, and I remember you saying with the hands on the stomach, I can breathe much deeper, and you, we do the count one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. and then exhale one, two, three, four, right? We, we don't have to get that crazy. But I right. have found that I can breathe in longer than four, and my exhale is much more controlled um, where oh. you feel it all come out. So that, oh, that's exciting. Isn't that cool? But you actually feel yourself doing better even with that. So that's kind of yeah. cool. How about yeah, an energy breather? Thing. Yeah, so bastrika is uh, the bellows for the belly. So this one, it really can be um, a little intense for some people that have never done it before. So basically what it is, it's a a forceful inhale and exhale. So same idea here, the hand goes to the belly. So you take a big inhale through the nose, and then on the exhale, you force the belly to move in towards the spine as you force the air out of the nose. So it, I don't know if you can hear it, but we'll try it. So it sounds like try it. Yes. And it doesn't have to be that fast, 
but it kind of sounds like a dog panting. Yes. But you're keeping the mouth closed. And it can be slow in the beginning. But then as you continue, you could do that as long as you can when you're first starting. You could do it up to 75 counts. Like wow. One, two, three. Wow. And you'll really start to feel the belly start to uh, get a little tired because it's a lot of work. Yeah, but, but it's, it's again, really like fired up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I do. I like when we do that one in yoga too. That breathing yeah. one. What is that called? The fire breath or something? Yeah, it could probably. Some people may call it that. It's also. Uh, it's called Bastrika. Bastrika. And the listeners are learning all of this cool language, vinyasa, <laughs> all of this. They're like, what? So, so cool. Okay. Now, two more things we need to discuss, and we really have about two minutes. But give okay. me a mantra that they can do with the breathing. Yeah. So um, in my classes, I do a little bit of a uh, different thing each month, as you know. So this month is all about gratitude because that's been in my sight lately and I feel like the universe is telling me it's time to do some gratitude stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I found this really lovely quote from Buddha that says, let us rise up and be thankful. For if we didn't learn a lot today, at least we learned a little. And if we didn't learn a little, at least we didn't get sick. And if we got sick, at least we didn't die. So let us be thankful. Wow. So I think it's really a beautiful and kind of uh, humorous way to kind of, you know, it's really not that bad. And we do have so much to be grateful for. So um, what we're going to work on this month, and I invite everyone listening, just sit in whatever comfortable way you want to sit. You could do it while you're walking too. Mm-hmm. Just start to breathe through the nose, in and out through the nose, and just start to think, I am grateful for fill in the blank. I am grateful for my feet because they work and I can walk and I can stand up out of my desk and walk around to the bathroom. And You know, so oh. continuing, I am grateful for whatever it is. And it's so amazing how your thoughts, make a reaction in the body. Absolutely. And we, we've talked about this. So, so say um, if we're sitting and we think uh, like a negative thought like hate and just keep repeating the mantra hate, hate, which you wouldn't want to do. But if no. you do it and it's like, oh, your body starts to feel that word Absolutely. and it breaks it down. And then the same thing, flip that and think peace, peace. And you're like, oh, that's such a lovely, and you start to have these different thoughts about what things are peaceful. And so it's really important to keep the the mind positive and have that mantra to come to if the brain is so scattered and you need something to think, like just one simple thing I am grateful for, blind, and yeah. just continue to think that, and it really will help feel uh, a change in the mind and the body. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, I do that every night when I lay down because um, I am a poor sleeper, and I find 
that when I lay down, I do the breathing that you described, and I'll do the mantra, and I am grateful for, and I'll go through a list of all of the things that I'm grateful for. And Dr. Wayne Dyer, he talks about the brain and the subconscious, and when you have those really good, healthy grateful that gratitude going out into the universe but into your soul into yourself that you your mind is fermenting on all of those awesome thoughts that you wake up in a better mood you have a better sense um, and you feel lighter and what happens you do that every day every day every day your life changes and it absolutely changed my life I started doing this about two years ago and it just seems like more business comes to me who knows why Um, people are seeking me out who knows why I think because your energy source becomes so activated by going through um, that those little mantras of gratitude is just so so powerful and then our last thing we're really out of time here but i think that that idea of gratitude faith is what brings you also or helps bring you back to the present and we wanted to to say with kids and, and ourselves that living in the moment and being present with our families and also present at work um again that we deserve that you want to make any last comments on that Yeah, sure. I think it's really important to include the kids. So I know it's great to get away from the kids and and take your yoga class for the hour and just it's all about you and that's wonderful. But if you're home and your kids are home too, put a DVD on of a yoga class and start doing it. See if they start to, you know, tiptoe towards you and be like, what are you doing? And they get interested and allow them to come into it and they may experience something that you think only adults can experience because we're so evolved and they just have no worries. And it's really, it's a precious little moment, a bonding experience that can happen when you and your child are doing a yoga class together and you're in that beautiful inner self of happiness space and the both of you can really start to grow and become closer by taking the classes together and really even at the end of the class when we ohm and we send that vibration out into the world, sure. doing that together could be a silly, fun thing, but it really, without you even knowing, is really making your relationship healthy, even at work, if you're um, exercising with someone at work. And it really begins to allow the bonding process to mold the two together and really allow the relationships to become more healthy. Yeah, and and... At the end of the day, we're humans dealing with humans, so the better we communicate, and, and I agree, if we could find that peace in self, that peace goes out, we're communicating in a calmer manner. Meetings don't have to be maybe so long or so long-winded, and people, believe it or not, change to your sense or your vibe i've seen it happen it's remarkable to experience it but i love that idea of doing it with with your kids um you know especially even little ones because they're so what are you doing they need to be like (laughs) up your butt at all times so very 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 cool things um we are out of time can you believe how fast that hour goes i know that was ridiculous right um i I can't thank you enough i really hope everyone uh took some notes because I think you gave us some real actionable things 
for them to start to change not only the physical but the spiritual or that inner self, that grounding, that being present and being in the moment, which I think we, we all need in this crazy high-speed world um, that we live in. So, again, you guys, I just want to go through what Faith and I talked about, the vinyasa yoga, um, you know, asking the right questions to find the yoga that's right for you. When you sit at work, the five tips to help you be more productive with work as well as energizing yourself. And she also shared some breathing techniques to help with both of those as well. The benefits of the mantra of that gratitude and that breathing in unison. And again, finding that grounding, um, you know, just that that peace. It just helps you find that peace. And for moms with kids or moms that are home, uh, again, that yoga practice together and finding that connection, that vibe, that just love, really, that peace that we really need to find. And patience, I think, that comes with it. I hope you guys felt felt that these tips really will help you at work or, or whatever your framework is that you work um, within, and I hope it helps you change your mental as well as your physical self. I hope that you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize, I think, most of the time that change is possible and easier than we often think. Um, Faith, thank you so much. The conversation was dynamic. You know it's one of my favorite topics. So thank you, thank you um, for <laughs> being on. You're just you're an awesome teacher, and I you know I love you. Oh, you're wonderful. So now let's see if my listeners want to come your way. I'm going to give them how to reach you, right? Because they're going. Wait, we want more, which is the usual for me. Um, you guys can reach her at Faith Miller at Comcast.net. And it's F-A-I-T-H-M-I-L-L-E-R at Comcast.net. Or you can go to her website at www.yogawithfaith.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, all again with the uh, Yoga with Faith. Thanks again, Faith. I I really did enjoy having you. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you all for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all again next week. Have a great week, and please try to change yourself. Start doing those little stretches and breathing. Start small, and you, you realize after our discussion today that the little can really make huge impact in our lives. Thanks again, and have a great week. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here.